Hello and welcome to Catalyst Happy Hourish with me, Anthony. And me, Darren. And uh, today we have a very special podcast for you. We have our second special guest of this whole series. Uh, we have Marty with us. Uh, welcome. Hey, lads. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. We're very excited for this. Um, yeah, we, we, we want to know more. I've heard a little bit of what you do, um, but we've got some questions to give you that hopefully that everybody's listening can actually get a sense of what you're about, what you do, and whether it's a really good career move for them when they leave school, which at the moment you kind of think actually we're in a lockdown, everyone's on furlough or, you know, and it's kind of like actually when coronavirus has vanished and we get on back to normal life, would it be a good career move for one of the young people that listen or even one of the oldies that listen as well? Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, hopefully I can give you a good insight of what I do. And I'm, I hope to inspire. I hope to inspire those to uh, to follow a similar career path because I because I absolutely love what I do. So yeah, yeah, great to be on board. That's good. I mean, the thing with with your job as well, we'll we'll come to it in a minute. But oh, so many teasers we're doing. I know. It's like, what does this guy do? <laughs> and he works for the local council, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those jobs that. As Darren and I said in past podcasts, if anyone's listened to them, is it's one you probably wouldn't hear much about through, you know, university open days or school career days or whatever you might do. Um, so if you have any questions regarding what we talk about today, head to our website, www.catalystyouth.org.uk. Uh, find our email addresses there, our social media. There's a forum. Send us your questions and we'll pass them on. We will try and get you those answers. Um I mean, if if Marty's happy with that, are you happy? That yeah, we... of course. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going anywhere for a while, so I'll, I'll be able to answer your questions. No, no problem. Perfect. Oh, uh, well, Darren, do you want to kick us? Well, should I kick us off, actually? Yeah, kick us off with the first Yeah, because b- before we talk about your job, obviously, in the past, Darren and I have shown that we are huge film fanatics. We love to talk about what we're watching and, and what we think people okay. should watch so our question to you what is your favorite film or one that you think people need to see well it's not my my favorite film is is very easy for me in fact the last week i would say i've probably watched the whole series through one through seven again from start to finish uh because i'm at home in lockdown like everyone it's not a new series. It's it's one that I'm sure you've already seen. If you haven't seen it, then you need to jump on board. Uh, it's Harry Potter. What what yeah. what more? What do you mean? What's my favourite film? I thought that would be obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for anyone that doesn't know, uh, me and Marty are friends outside of work and things like that. So I already knew the answer, <laughs> to this and it should have been very obvious. Yeah, right. <laughs> so my follow up question then. Okay. If you had to pick one out of the seven, which one? Goblet of Fire. Definitely. That was, that was easy enough. Though. Yeah, no, I I thought, because no, because well, I've just watched them all recently. I've, I've always been a big Harry Potter fan. I, I read all the books. Um, I actually met J.K. Rowling um, growing up. Yeah, I don't even know. I didn't you know that. that. Yeah, I met J.K. <laughs> Rowling at the Royal Albert Hall. When I was at school, I got selected to go, um, go up to the Royal Albert Hall with loads of pupils from uh, around Sussex, actually. And uh, I think it was over the whole country. And we went up to Royal Albert Hall and they read a chapter. She she read a chapter of the book before it came out. 
and she'd done a question and answers with us all and that it was amazing there wasn't many people there um but yeah that's my little claim to jk rowling woohoo like uh, <laughs> yeah i'm a big harry potter fan um the oh. goblet of fire just for me that film was an incredible i think it took it up a notch from the the first three films like I didn't I thought the books were better than the films yeah. and then the fourth film came out and I thought yes okay this is great like I love yeah. it yeah yeah oh, nice cool I like that um I mean we have got coming in a couple of weeks we're doing a Harry Potter podcast aren't we Darren oh yeah you put it on the list <laughs> <laughs> see I, I forget I mean I've slept since then well that sounds but, incredible I'm yeah amazing. we'll have to get you involved in that and ask you some questions for that as well yeah so. definitely um but yeah, perfect. Yeah. Well, well, I think one other thing that we need to ask you, because um, the, the problem I've got is that, you know, Anthony's already sent Marty the, the questions that he's going to be answered. So he's all prepared, you know, with what his answers are going to be. But I <laughs> want to ask is um, what kind of music do you like and what's your favourite album on the spot? I have missed live music so much. It's probably up there with my favourite things to, to do when like socially go to a gig, go to a live live music act. Um, I don't think there's anything anything better, but favorite band, Coldplay. Um, I've not seen them live and that is a dream for me. Like that's right up there on the top of my list. Whenever Coldplay tour England again or whenever we can go to live music, that is the one act I definitely have to go and see. Nice. Yeah, nice. Coldplay, I, I, massive fan. Massive fan, that's all I can say. <laughs> okay, then. so we're going on to our uh, our set questions now. So, um, I mean, we've teased everybody enough already saying, you know, what kind of job to do. But what is your job? What, I what hope they're do? disappointed now. <laughs> <laughs> so my job, I am actually, a, I'm a cruise director for Carnival Cruise Line. Now, Carnival is one of the biggest cruise lines in the world. Um, you might know them through... That they do some ships out of Southampton. They own the Princess, PO, uh, Costa Cruises. They're all branches of Carnival, but the biggest one is Carnival itself. And the Carnival ships are out of America. It's American based. And they have, they had 26 ships uh, sailing worldwide around America or Australia. They've even done some ships in Europe over the summer. And my job on board as cruise director is I am the face and the voice of the ship. What I mean by that is, is the guests know me as the person to go to when they basically, I am the fun director, you could call me as well, because I'm the face and voice of entertainment. I host all of the main entertainment shows, the game shows, the live production shows that we do. Um, I am, I'm, with my entertainment team we host all of the activities on board and i'm also the guy that you hear all the time as well because they have announcements going on shipboard and uh, i'm in charge of keeping the thousands of guests that we have on board informed of what's going on so yeah that's my job and as as the cruise director you're kind of like a mini celebrity on board like in terms <laughs> of that's 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 how they they want you to be in terms of everybody comes to your shows everybody wants to wants to get involved and yeah. you're you're the person trying to make it fun trying to get get people to come to the shows get involved and make sure they they have a great holiday i guess no, I, I, I always say i always say vacation because that's what they say in america but <laughs> you know it as holiday <laughs> i mean i i love that and when 
when we were planning to get you onto the podcast, Darren said to me, oh, so what, what is his job? And I, I said that it was cruise director. And then he said, all right, and what does he do? And I, how accurate would you say this description is? I said to Darren that he is a youth worker for adults. <laughs> you, you do a lot of what we do, but with adults. Do you know what? That is, that is true. It's actually very true what you're saying. Um, I try... I actually tried to get the adults to to be more fun as if I was running an event for for the kids yeah because yeah. like growing up you you get involved in everything you 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 play sports you like to do the, the drama you perform on stage when you get to, when you get to trying to run a show for adults it's not as easy to get people involved and adults quite often will just sit there and uh wait to be entertained rather than getting involved themselves so yeah, I've, I've, what you say is is kind of true, kind of. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take the kind of. That's... Yeah. Oh, okay, so obviously that's the job you're in. Um, but how did you get into that? Because it's not one that would usually jump out, I don't think. No, and it it's not one that I ever thought I'd be doing. It's not a career that I considered. In fact. To tell you the truth, I didn't even know what cruise ships were. <laughs> I, I mean, I when I booked a holiday or went on family holidays growing up, we we never went on cruise ships. In fact, cruising was like seen as like a luxury option that um, I thought of was just retired people. Like uh, <laughs> I thought, oh, my grand might go on a cruise. Uh, I, I didn't even I didn't really know what to expect from it. Yeah. And the way I got into it is actually I was working at a summer camp in America and I was coaching football out there and I was a general sports counselor and I worked two summers in Pennsylvania, quite near New York, actually. It was was about an hour and a half away from New York and I loved it. And through a couple of the staff members that were working there, they, they were, they were on their break because when you work for carnival, it's a contract by contract basis. So when you're not on contract, you, you're free to do whatever you want. Um, you can have up to six months off. It's one of the perks of the job. Uh, you can have up to six months off in between contracts. So a couple of the people that, a couple of the staff members I met at the summer camp uh, actually worked for Carnival and they were part of the sports team on board. And they were telling me about the lifestyle. Oh, you get to travel. You get, you get all your food cooked for you. You get your accommodation and you, and you get to see these amazing places. I said, where do I sign up? They yeah. said, all right, well, yeah. So um, I went on carnivalentertainment.com and I applied to be sports staff. And I got the job as sports staff. And when I got on board, it was just a whole new concept to me. I got on board and I, was, I, I didn't know what to expect. And I was working up on the sports deck. It was boiling hot weather. It was amazing. I was wearing t-shirts, shorts, loving life. And all of a sudden I hear the DJ on the, on the Lido deck by the swimming pool, like turning it into a big party. I see the cruise director come out on the microphone and everyone, there's thousands of people watching this cruise director entertain them and laughing and having an amazing time. And I, and I thought to myself, I was like, wow, do I get that job? (laughs) So, um, that was, that was pretty much how it started for me. I, I was never supposed to be an entertainer. But through getting a job on board as sports sports staff, um, I was then able to train and work my way up towards cruise director. And uh, that's how it all started. Oh, that's nice. awesome. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm just literally, when, as you're talking, I'm just thinking back of um, some of the cruise ship programmes I've watched on TV. Of, oh. on there. And the thing that always stands out to me the most is just the sheer size of the, the actual cruise ship. Like the amount yeah, of rooms that are in there. And it, it just like, I think there's one guy just started on this cruise ship and he said that you just can get yourself lost so easily because, that it, yeah, it's just like really massive so i mean how big are the cruise ships that you work on it is it's a floating hotel pretty much you can have up to six thousand people on a cruise ship uh it's it's incredible i mean that carnival have got different sizes ships and they're different class of ships as well they've got ships that only have two thousand people on board that that do like maybe shorter itineraries and they also have some ships that do have six thousand people like the newer ships now six thousand people on board the brand new ship coming out this year has got the first ever roller coaster at sea <laughs> on board the ship. I mean, there's it, the, the size of the ships that are coming out now. The, and the way it works is that one of the big cruise line companies like Carnival will bring out a new ship, the one that, the one I work for. And uh, and then you'll see Royal Caribbean like rivals. They bring out a new ship, but make it a little bit bigger to try and like outdo the rivals. And then Norwegian will bring out... and the cruise company and the, the, the ships are getting bigger and bigger and it's it's absolutely incredible to see oh. i mean i mean i've got i mean i've never had the um, bank balance to be able to afford a cruise ship uh <laughs> to, to afford a cruise ship. oh yeah. you even afford a holiday you know even that's supposed to be even cheaper um but you know, this, what always gets me is the amount of restaurants that you get on the cruise you know there's some that caters for everybody yeah, if I ever get the money, if I ever get a pay rise that's high enough for me to be able to afford a holiday on a cruise ship, I think you know that's what would draw me to it. And if, <laughs> if, if Darren's management is the, listening, the, the food, yeah, the food options, my... yeah. The, I mean, the food on board, you're, you're right in saying that there's food for absolutely everybody. I mean, 24 hour pizza and ice cream, you, and you can have as much as you like. I'm sold. That's all you need to say, right? 24 hour pizza, I mean, 24 hour ice cream. Uh, there's there's buffets all the, all the way around, like open 24 seven. They have a steakhouse restaurant. They have deli restaurants. They it's 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 incredible what they've got. But it, what you what you said there, where you said like, oh, if I ever be able to afford it, do you know what? Like they is it's more affordable than you, than you than you think. The the problem being where I where I work, and uh, I always I always say to Enrique and uh, friends that we we meet up with all the time. I say, oh, you boys need to need to come out and go on a cruise. Is is more because we we're from England and the ships that I'm on uh, in America. Right. So the, the only expensive part really, I mean, the, the cruises can be expensive, but the more is, is flying to America. But if you get a cruise out of England, you can get some great deals. And uh, I would love, I'd love to see you lot on a, on a cruise ship. I think you'd, your eyes would be wide and uh, you would love it. <laughs> this, year's, uh, this year's youth camp will be coming to you live at the uh, cruise this summer. <laughs> So we get all the young people to pay for our trip. Yeah, when you say coming live, it would literally just have to be us filming ourselves. They can come with us. So. Yeah. Um, but can we just, <laughs> I'm going to rewind because I realised I needed to explain something. Uh, okay. My friends call me Enrique. For anyone that is hearing the name Enrique, come up. <laughs> and that, no, it doesn't. Why is that? 
<laughs> don't, uh, don't say Enrique. I don't, yeah, I don't want to say Enrique. I'm happy. I'm happy for it, but I feel like we need to explain to people listening. Don't go. Well, who's Enrique? Oh, um, basically, if you want to know more about it, you can ask. But long story short, is that when we first met a friend's girlfriend, uh, she said, "Who's the Spanish kid in the corner?" And he he straight because I had a tan, and he straight away without hesitation said Enrique. So anyway, <laughs> well, I'm just going to put this out there to all of our listeners. I didn't know Enrique wasn't your name. <laughs> oh, I, I'm learning something on this podcast right here, right now. Yeah, so. I mean, I can't wait to get back into the building and youth groups and then never to call me Anthony again. This is I, I really hope that we start calling you Enrique. I really <laughs> hope so. Yeah, we need to change the intro. And, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, Enrique, Enrique. I'm Darren. Enrique and Darren. Together we make up a European group. Um, <laughs> I just thought I'd explain that because it's it's easier than we can just chat normally. So. <laughs> I've got um, a fear coming out my eye now. What I, what I love <laughs> is that <laughs> I didn't even realise that it wasn't your name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So uh, moving on to our next um, uh, scheduled question, because um, we've I just gone off on a tangent. Um, so, really? what is your favourite story from this chef? And just remember that we cater for young people, so um, no, like you know, seeing people puking up after drinking way too much and that. None of those stories. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny that I have seen any of that anyway. <laughs> cool, cool. Good start. <laughs> Good. But there's, do you know what? There's lots of uh, lots of stories that I've got from the ships, of course, uh, that I would like to share. But uh, one of the best best times that I've had was crossing from Australia to Hawaii. I've done the crossing, and we actually crossed the equator, and we actually repeated the same day twice in terms of the same date. Like we 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 done a day of like a certain date, we crossed the equator and the next and the next day we had to repeat it because it was the same date. Yeah, because because the time stop and all the time changes and stuff, it was incredible. And we done like this whole ceremony. We we called it a throwback sea day, and we all dressed up like in eighty. I don't know why it was like eighties themed, but it was an eighties style day, and everyone (laughs) went absolutely crazy. That was. One of the coolest experience I've ever. I mean, who who can say that they've repeated a day twice? Like, yeah, that was, that was unbelievable. But um, the the probably the one that stands out for me was I got to bring out one of the Carnival new ships, uh, Carnival Vista. If you if you familiar with the news and that, you probably if you watched any of the cruising industry channels or any of the cruise programs, it was at the time the newest cruise ship in the world, and. I was in charge of the Skyride, which was a, like a brand new multi-million dollar project where it's, it's Skyride is where you get you get harnessed up and it's a bike in the sky where you race around the track and you can race around against a friend. And right. uh, the, the person that invented Skyride was actually the same guy that invented the rollerblades. And they use they use rollerblade wheels inside the Skyride track, that, which nobody that's an exclusive right there. Um, <laughs> when you cycle around like a bike, it's actually like rollerblade wheels that's actually making the thing move. And then yeah. I helped build it. And I was on the Discovery Channel for it as well. Yeah. So it was pretty, it's pretty, it's really wow. cool. I was, that, and I got to bring the new ship out in Europe and uh, from Barcelona around the summer. And we had like loads of different production channels come on board, interview us about it. It was incredible. 
And awesome. it, leads me, it leads me to my story later on. You got a question and uh, I'll get an answer <laughs> to it. So, uh, okay. Okay. Oh, I like it. I mean, that's, uh, that's some mad stories, as, especially that equator one as well. Like, I, I love the fact that anything that could reference, you know, time travel and, and doing the same day twice, everyone just immediately goes 80s. Just as I, no... I actually, I mean, my name is Mar Marty anyway, but I actually felt like Marty McFly from Back to the Future. <laughs> like one of one of my favorite films. I should have said that earlier as well. But uh, that it was incredible. Like I was like, what? Was, you woke up and you're like in a blur. You're like, I thought I've just I've just I've just done this day. What's the date? <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Okay, so uh, still talking about stories from the ship. What's the most unexpected thing to happen while you've been on? A cruise any or even just not on the cruise itself but with you know your what? job actually on a cruise ship for things that go expected is is unexpected <laughs> <laughs> it's you can never control what's going to happen it's like anything because you're at sea i mean weather conditions you hope that they're going to be good but if they're not good it could mean that your plans change in an instant yeah. um, and as cruise director and part of the entertainment team your job can change by by the minute, by the hour. Like in terms of you, you book a cruise to go to the Bahamas, but unfortunately the weather conditions mean that unfortunately one of the one of the stops plans, one of the plans stops, you can't make it because the, the weather conditions means it's not safe to dock. So that means that it's an extra day at sea. Or <laughs> or the captain pulls off a, a magic trick and he's and he's able to to get a brand new port out of nowhere which is always fun as well that's happened a few times where we weren't able to go to a, to a planned um destination but the captain's managed to get us a new destination uh, we've actually had a few times where we were sailing to to a certain stop but rather than going to that stop, we we've, we've ended up staying overnight in a in a brand new stop that was better than the original plan. <laughs> so that, that's always great when that happens, and that's always unexpected. Yeah, I mean, speaking of just to add on to that question, you said that plans can change; you can end up somewhere else. What is the best destination you've ever been to that you weren't planning to end up at? Is there one that stood out? Oh, I've, I mean, I've had, I've luckily had overnights in, when I was in New Zealand, I stopped overnight. I, I think it was in Wellington. I had an overnight in Nassau, Bahamas, an overnight in Aruba and uh, overnights in Athens as well. Um, nice. there, I mean, the overnight stops for crew members are absolutely gold. Like you the crew members can get off and have as much fun as, as the passengers when it's an overnight as well. Yeah. And uh, that's always like a, when, when you get told you're going to do an overnight, the crew members just have a big smile on their face because they know it's going to be a, a fun time because you get to obviously longer in each place. Usually when you stop off at a, at a place or a destination, you, you're only there for the day. So yeah. you might get in at nine o'clock, you leave at five o'clock in the afternoon. But if you're there overnight, of course, you get that extra time to enjoy it as well. And um, my favorite place that I've been to, like overall, like destination wise, is probably Alaska. Um, okay. But I can't say that wasn't planned, though. But that, <laughs> I mean, it, the cruises to Alaska are pretty well thought out. But in terms of the best place that I've been to on the ship was Alaska. Um, and. <laughs> 
anywhere in Alaska. <laughs> like there is just incredible. The scenery was like once in a lifetime. I, I thought I would never get a chance to do that. Cool. Nice. Excellent. So when you're on the ship then, what is what is your day you're around your week like do you, do you work like five days have a couple of days off or are you working seven days straight how, how does yeah. it work so a lot of people um don't really understand that as well like how the contracts work in terms of the job you are employed full-time it's a full-time job and when i say full-time you're you're expected to work when you're on board um it's your depending on your position you might not even get a day off in terms of you could do six months on board and it could be six months or seven days a week in terms of the cruise director job on average you're working minimum of 10 hours a day uh, you could be working up to 16 hours a day depending on how the situation if you have to change itinerary or there's an extra sea day i mean days at sea are always the longest days because that's when everyone's on board and they're expecting a full day of programming. And of course they can't get off the ship. So they're expecting everything to be open uh, all the time. When you're in a planned stop, that's when the crew members get to enjoy it as well, because the guests go ashore and the crew members get time to go ashore as well. And uh, that's when you get to look forward to it. But I would say on, on a normal job on a, on a, like a, like a normal, as a, a normal seafarer, position you would you maybe work 50 to 70 hours a, a week and okay. um, so it is it is long days you're you're working 10 hour days pretty much uh, but it's very re rewarding as well i mean you're doing a job that you love and it doesn't feel like work um at the same time so that's a plus and then of course when you do have time off your time off might be when you're in the bahamas and you can go to the beach so <laughs> i mean that's, no. that's kind of a big perk right yeah yeah no, i love that Okay, so I'm leaning on to our next question then is um, have you worked with anyone famous on a cruise ship? Now, if you say, um, what's a McDonald one? I'm not taking that as a famous. What's <laughs> Jane McDonald. Yeah, if you, if you say Jane McDonald, then this, this podcast will be over and no. looking out the door because, yeah, because that was just her. Own. I know I have worked with a, a few famous people. And uh, I think you're going to be surprised because this star, I mean, doesn't get much bigger. Like I actually put this person on board the Skyride in Barcelona. He came on with his family and they were on board for the week. Everybody was talking about them. Yeah. It, it was incredible. Like everyone was like, that looks like that person from that person. Um, and I was like, nah, no way. And I was like, they, and then they actually, because it, because the Skyride was brand new, they wanted to try it out, right? And I was the operator. So I was like, yeah, of course. So I actually became like, I would say, I would say good friends by the end of the week because I saw him every day. Or, and uh, this person is a national hero, like an absolute legend, a TV legend. He's won awards and everything. Um, I actually put Kirk from Coronation Street on the Skyride. <laughs> that, I, I was waiting for uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, uh, you know, as I said, but honestly, I mean, really? it doesn't get much bigger than Kirk from Coronation Street. I mean, him and his family were on board. It was, it was brilliant. The build-up. <laughs> I was thinking, like, I was thinking, like, it could be like Tom Cruise. All right, or, all know, right. Uh, I, the if Kirk, 
if you know, Kirk from Coronation Street doesn't do it, <laughs> I can actually no, I put for real. I, I have met some pretty famous people, and on <laughs> I just thought you'd enjoy that one. Uh, that was good. Yeah, but it, I mean that's a true story. All of these, Kirk from Coronation Street. But when I was in America, you you happen to get bigger stars out there than uh, Kirk from coronation street sorry no disrespect to kirk if he's listening he might listen to this when I he might do post it, yeah. <laughs> but um nick jonas pretty big wow okay so that is one that is one that people listening okay to this will love i reckon yeah nick nick jonas was on board the carnival liberty and we he he done a concert on board and uh we had introduced him on stage and stuff so that was pretty cool oh, um wow. we nick jonas was on board chris tucker a comedian yeah, on board my ship as well. Um, we have had Journey, a rock band. Yeah. Um, Hearts. Journey wasn't on my ship, but it was on. A, it, there's been different people on different ships. We also had a Sugar Ray Leonard, who used to be pretty famous. He was a. <laughs> we have a comedy club on board, and uh, he was just there. He was on. He was on a cruise, and nobody knew he was there. And he all of a sudden, the comedian spotted him. <laughs> you're Sugar Ray Leonard so it was so yeah that was that was crazy out of LA but we we've also been featured on like the Ellen show um Ellen DeGeneres and all that yeah so we've we do get quite a lot of famous people on board yeah and um depending on where you're from as sort of where the cruise starts I mean if you're out in LA you're more more likely to get the famous people because they're a lot of people famous people live in Hollywood don't they and mm. out of LA and they take a take a take a weekend cruise on the regular <laughs> no oh uh, well people are like only a little bit more famous than uh Kirk from Curry. well <laughs> I was gonna you know what I thought I would start with the biggest you know yeah uh, I think, I think you know Kirk is probably one that most people would know because he was in the jungle as well wasn't he he yeah. was um, he was well let's put this out there he's it, a nice guy he's a really great guy <laughs> But if you're listening to this now, head over to uh, Catalyst's Instagram on our story. You will find a poll. Who would you prefer to meet, Kirk from Coronation Street or Nick Jonas? <laughs> you can find that there now. Well, I'm actually literally just looking, um, just Googled online to see what the Skyrider actually looks like. And it does look really cool. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, I can probably show you, Anthony. But we'll, yeah. we'll, as we I definitely on the do screen. research on it. Yeah, so as you can see, wow. it's like a... It's a bike in the air where you're you actually cycle. You don't quite cycle over the edge, so you're not like. I mean, it's still pretty scary because you're really high up. Yeah. But, um. You yeah. You you can go pretty fast in it as well, and uh, okay. it's an amazing experience. I mean, on top of the ship, and this is one of the biggest ships. Like one of the ones when I said some of the ships have five thousand, six thousand passengers or yeah. people on board. This is one of them ships. Like it, it's incredible, and okay. the sky ride is just so fantastic. Like there's no experience like it. Yeah, oh, we'll we'll have to uh, we'll put an image up for that as well. Uh, yeah. You will be able to find that on the Instagram. Well, maybe uh, maybe I'll send you the picture with me and Kirk by the Skyride. Yes, do that. That is then perfect. It, then it's proof. <laughs> so hopefully you can find that also on our Instagram now for you guys to see. Um, <laughs> but let's move away from Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> so you said to us at the beginning when when we asked you how you got into the job that you never actually intended to to be where you are now um and it was all great uh, opportunities that led you to yeah. it um yeah but what is one thing that you had known before you started your career what was one thing you wish you'd known sorry i missed a word out there what's one thing you wish you had known before you started your career 
do you know what this this for me was um a question i thought really hard on because i think there's always always things that you wish that you had known i mean in terms of i was starting a brand new career working in america away from friends away from family and working on a cruise ship which i did i'd never been on one myself and i didn't know what to expect um getting on board and just embracing it straight away luckily i i managed to get to grips but it took me a couple of weeks before i really felt at home the first couple of weeks i was i was lost i had no idea and it could have been quite easy for me to give up um i think if they had told me the, the problem is with this is that if they had told me a lot of what i was going to be doing on board before i got there yeah. i maybe would never have never have went because i might have been scared off in terms of you you know me as well in terms of i can't dance i'm not a very good dancer <laughs> at all uh, <laughs> i am uh, i can hands up say i can't dance but when i got to america for some reason they they expected me to be able to dance on my first day there they told me to put my uniform on and they said okay meet us by the swimming pool at three o'clock that's when um that's when you're going to start work relax until then so i put my uniform on at three o'clock i go upstairs and by the swimming pool all of a sudden the dj starts playing the music everybody runs out in their uniform and they do this thing called a deck party where basically is a party by the swimming pool where they're doing line dances and the line yeah. dances that they've got out there uh, by the swimming deck is uh, incredible. Like thousands of people doing a dance called the wobble, the Cupid shuffle. Um, if you don't know what these dances are, you can find them on YouTube. But yeah. in America, these dances are basically everybody's, everybody knows them. Everybody knows how to wobble. Everybody knows how to do the Cupid shuffle. And uh, I guess over here, it's kind of like the cha-cha slide. Everyone knows how to do the cha-cha slide. And over there, they it's not just the cha-cha slide. They have about 25 to 30 dances that they expect to hear. And you're out there sweating for 30 minutes doing these dances. And I had no idea what any of them were. So <laughs> I, I wish they had told me <laughs> or prepared me that I would be doing that. But then, like I said, if they had told me that I'd be doing that in the first place, I probably would never have got on the plane. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair enough. That, that makes sense. I mean, for me, I think I mean, the Cha-Cha slide, the Macarena, or the Macarena, whichever way you want to say it. Um, oh, the YMCA. Yeah, but probably about the three only dance Wait, moves I can do. You know what? You'd be happy. You'd be happy to hear this now that I'm cruise director. <laughs> Funnily enough, even though I can't dance, I'm now the person instructing the dance moves <laughs> and leading the dance parties. And of course, I've brought over all the UK ones. Yeah, the, <laughs> that, they're not doing the Cupid Shuffle anymore. They're doing no. the YMCA. They're doing <laughs> I mean, you the need ones to get that in. I know. You need to get in. Um, was it Oops Upside Your Head? I remember doing that as oh, a kid. At a, yeah, uh, that's a really. A I love that one. Yeah. Those are the ones that you need. Get that. Get, get them doing that. Well, I've been I've been trying to uh, to think as well. Like I I've done a bit. Of re Do you remember when a uh, Gangnam Style came out as well? And yeah. everyone's doing the Gangnam Style dance. Yeah, I I tried doing that to failure. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I fell over. Yeah, when I when I tried to do. <laughs> me, me and Nancy on camp. We've done. You know the um, dirty dancing lift. Oh, dirty dancing lift. Yeah, we, everyone's tried that as well. We were yeah. going to do it. But Anthony just couldn't get over his fear of me lifting him up in the air. 
I wimped out. I ran straight at him, jumped, and, and dodged him. <laughs> it was like, you know what? The problem with that dance, well, the thing is, on TV, they make it look so easy. But in a matter of fact, I, I can tell you it's it's really not. <laughs> I uh, I tore my whole abdominals, and uh, I couldn't walk for a week after trying to do that lift. <laughs> See? So I made a good choice not letting yeah. you pick me up, Darren. Yes, yeah, so you, you were thinking of yourself. You weren't thinking of me. Correct. You were thinking, is he going to drop me? Am I? Is he? Am I going to go straight over his head and into the other side of the cow shed? Or are we both going to fall flat on our faces? Um, oh dear! <laughs> in the gathering, oh, that's that's a really good thing, you know, um, to hear. You know, to learn some dance moves before you head to. Do, do you know what we were saying there, though? Like you said, what you wish you'd. We, going back to what the question was, what could they have done to prepare you better, or what could you have done to prepare better? I think just being more open-minded myself, and I think that's with a lot of things as well. I think a lot of time you can do a lot of preparation and you can over-prepare and you can over-worry about stuff and you you can think, you can prepare yourself, try and prepare yourself for every single situation out there. But when you get to, to a place or when you try and something new for the first time, you're not always going to know what, what's going to happen. And you can think you're prepared, but at the same time, sometimes you've just got to go with it. You've got to put yourself and just try and put your all into it and give it give it all you've got. And yes. sometimes that's the best way really is when you think you can't do something, like I never thought I'd be able to dance. And to this day, I still can't believe that that's part of my job is to, to do dance, to do dance parties three times a week for 30 minutes at a time. And I'm the person instructing it. Yeah, I've never been a dancer my entire life. Did I think I could do it? If you told me this before I started the job, no. But do you just got? Sometimes you've just got to try something to know you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great bit of advice there. To be to be honest. Um, yeah. So our next question then. I'm. I don't know if there is any, because I can't think of any. The question is: Is what is the one common myth about your profession or field that you want to debunk? But I can't actually think of any myths. Uh, no, I I can. It's the most common one that you get told. Oh, you work on a cruise ship. That's all right. You're always on holiday then, aren't you? You're Everybody says that to me all the time. When when you tell your friends, your family, yeah, I, I work on a cruise ship. Cool. That, that, that sounds amazing. You're just in the sunshine all the time. You're you're just at the beach. You're you're you get to be at the beach all year round. The reality is, is that. Yes, you get to go to some amazing places, but <laughs> you do have to work. Like the, the common myth is that you're on holiday. And I, and I will tell you that it's a massive perk to the job. There's no denying it. Like going to these amazing places, traveling the world and getting the chance to go to the beach on a, on a regular basis is, is, of course, always going to be um, a great positive with the job. But you do have to work. And like I said earlier, the hours are actually pretty long hours you're working uh, between well, my job 10 to 16 hours daily and it you could be working six months at a time without a day off and yeah. um, so when you do have your time off quite often you you won't be going to the beach you'll be sleeping because yeah you work pretty hard but when you when you do a job that you love and it doesn't really feel like work at the end of the day but it's yeah that's a common myth is that you're <laughs> you spent oh you work on a cruise ship oh you just get to be at the beach all the time it's it's not yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, an example I can give of that, that I've seen 
you experienced was actually last year uh, when the first lockdown started. Obviously, for everyone at home listening to this, you'll know when the first lockdown started, it was a bit of a dos, wasn't it? We're all like, oh, do you know what? Bit of time off, just <laughs> getting a sit back. No one knew what was coming. And I remember we we had a Zoom call with me, Marty, and all our friends. And uh, he was there, blue sea behind him <laughs> in his cruise ship. And we went, oh, you still on the cruise? And he was saying that, yeah, because of lockdown, we're we're actually, we're not allowed off it yet. Um, oh, where are you? Oh, Miami. <laughs> so all of us were immediately going, oh, you got it easy, mate. But actually, as we then thought about it, it's, you're on this cruise ship, aren't you? You're still at work and you're you're stuck at work. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was a hard thing. Um, but yeah, that is a prime example of us straight away immediately being like, well, look where you are and now look where we are. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Uh, but no, okay. So we sort of touched on this, I think, a couple of questions ago, but what is one bit of advice you'd give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Well, what I will say is, like I said, I, did, I never thought I'd be doing what I was doing at school. I was the sport guy. I was I was in the, the football team, the cricket team, the rugby team. Um, I grew up playing sports because my brothers played sports. My family, a uh, very sporty family. And that that's how I, I was brought up. But actually, when I was at school, what I really wanted to do um, I wanted to be I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to perform. And that's what I get to do now. But it took me years to realize that. I mean, I went to college. I studied uh, sports science. I went to university, studied sports science. I worked in America as a as a soccer coach or a football coach. And then they call it soccer out in America. And then when I was on the ship, I was sports staff. Yeah. It wasn't until I got on board doing a job as sports, just getting on board, getting in the environment that I actually realized, do you know what? Actually, I want to be doing that job over there, what that guy's doing. But until I got on board, I didn't know that job existed. So sometimes you've just got to take the opportunities that are in front of you. And when when the chance comes, you've, you've got to grab it. You've got to say, when you see something you want to do, you've got to put your all into it and you've got to work hard and only through hard work are you going to reach your goals. So you can do anything you put your mind to. You just got to make sure you're willing to put the work in and dedicate it. Perfect. Oh, great bit of advice there. I like that. That's a... Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same. I mean, same kind of way with me. I mean, I did I, many jobs when I was younger. I think we've done a podcast on it. Yeah, go um, and listen to our second podcast. Darren goes into hundreds of jobs. <laughs> And it, it's just trying to find a place where you feel that one that you fit and one that you absolutely love. And it wasn't until I found youth work that I kind of realized, actually, this is where I should have been. If only yeah. I knew that all those years ago, I could have missed out all the other jobs. But then also on top of that is actually all those jobs has helped me to get where I am today and has given me the experience I've got. Exactly. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I feel like that ha you have to do stuff. Like you have to try try jobs like i mean i i'm like you i i must have had 10 jobs before i got to the job that i wanted to do mm -hmm. and through each experience you learn something new and you grow as a person you grow new skills and that's what helps you develop and helps you get to where you want to be and there's nothing wasted no opportunities wasted you've got to grab every single opportunity and you learn something from every situation that will help you get to where you want to go 
So I, I completely agree with you. You've got to you've got to try everything. Yeah. So that leads us on to I think our last question that we've got on the list. Yeah. Of um, that if you didn't ever get into this job, what is another job that you would have liked to have had? And I think you kind of touched on it that you did your um, sporting science whilst it. Yeah, yeah. So when I was at the the whole plan was to study sports science and to work in that field um maybe become like a PE teacher or like physical physical education teacher um or get a job with a sports team as, as the sports scientist and do fitness testing personal trainer something along them lines that was something that that I studied at school and college and it's something that I might do later on in life I might become a teacher later on and that's something I can go back to so like we go back to it's nothing's wasted right you do everything for a reason and who's to say like it's a long life right maybe i'll be a teacher after i finish on the cruise ships so yeah <laughs> it's something that i can still do i'm pe teacher at the moment great job because you can't do it with the kids so you've got plenty of time <laughs> <laughs> i'll be i'll be i'll be like joe wicks yeah <laughs> oh i tell you I, I nearly died after doing one session of joe wicks's uh <laughs> oh, did, you, did you do one of his classes oh, literally my i got 10 year old and uh, it was literally the first lockdown and Joe started doing it all. And I said, yeah. right, come on, Brandon, we're going to do PE. Um, saw this guy, you know, doing the rounds, like some guy called Joe in his front room, let's go and give it a go. Yeah, yeah. God, blimey. Until the next day, my calves and my... I was walking like I was gambling. <laughs> I've he never makes... done it. It was horrendous. He makes it look so easy. Joe Wicks, is he's, he's brilliant, though. He, I mean, if you haven't seen his online classes, it's a great thing for the kids to do mm. um, while, while you're at home. Joe Wicks is brilliant. I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to is that um, I've actually got one of Joe Wicks's cookbooks. Um, I don't know why I'm promoting Joe Wicks all of a sudden. I don't even know how this right. is going to But uh, he's got a great <laughs> pancake recipe for next Tuesday on Pancake Day. Uh, uh, I'm definitely going to give that a try. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Cool. Oh. Well, I think that brings us to the end. And I fancy if you've got any other questions. Well, we've got one more question, but it's away from the jobs. Um, so before we move away from talking about your job, thank you for sharing that with us because it is stuff yeah. that people won't have heard before yeah. i have, hadn't heard before darren hadn't um but if you do have any questions and you want to send them in to us we can pass them on to marty and i'll get the answers back for you if you send in lots of questions we'll get him back on here <laughs> well can i just add something as well it, i mean i've spoke about a bit a bit about the cruise director role and the sports role and how you could go about getting an entertainment role but on board a cruise ship there's so many different roles you could if you're if you're interested in cooking you could be a chef if you if you want in there's there's jobs in youth if you wanted to work in like camp like there's a camp on board you could you two could come and work with me on board <laughs> can, you, <laughs> um, can you imagine different departments there's so <laughs> many different jobs on board there's gift shops on board as well you could work in a like and like I said before, you can start in one position and then end up in a completely different role. Once you're yeah. on board, you can grow and there's programs to help you grow as well. But um, I work for an American company, but there's so many UK companies that you can check out as well. Um, there's companies that actually sail from Southampton is our nearest one. Um, there's loads of cruise lines out of Southampton and they're always looking for staff as well. So just because I work in America, there's opportunities out there. But there's also opportunities from Southampton that go around Europe. So there's so many opportunities to look out. But if you are interested in entertainment, carnivalentertainment.com is how I got the job. 
Perfect. Ah, oh, so so Darren and I are going to be moving on to cruise ships and doing youth camps from there. Yeah, I can't uh, wait. We will all work on board together. Can uh, you imagine the? Um, I think we'd be thrown off board. Yeah, we'd get chucked over the edge. You, you might you might get thrown off board when you when you have to do the wobble for the first time. When I get you in the dance party, because <laughs> uh, the, the youth team have to help out with that one. I mean, I'll try anything once. When when we're on camp, that's it. I bet. The thing is, when we finish doing a week-long camp, I mean, it's like what you were saying earlier regarding how tired you get doing all the hours because you're always working. And it's kind of the same for us when we're on camp. It's a long week, and it doesn't feel like it when you're on that week until you get home and suddenly realise, you know what, I could just go to sleep for a few days now because you're on the go and you're trying to be happy. You're trying to be bubbly and this big, massive personality. But actually, sometimes you just want to go, I don't want to get up today, you know. Yeah. And I think to do that, I mean, that for us, it's like five days. For you, that's like six months. And I take my hat off to you to, you know, to be able to be a director as you are of entertainment for that that length of time and not have the thing of going, do you know what? I just want to stay in bed today. Yeah. I don't want to speak to another person. I don't even want to smile at another guest today. It's, it's uh, <laughs> it can be tough, but I think that comes down to, another reason why you should always try and do something you you love to do right because when you enjoy something you you, you feed off the energy of, of first of all doing a job that you love but secondly because you're doing a job that you love you're already happy and it doesn't feel like you're working six months at a time even though you are so uh, a bit like you two as well you, you you love your job and so i'm sure it's easy for you to uh, get up and get on with it right <laughs> yeah i, I, I mean, agree with that i don't know at the moment with a lot yeah <laughs> You get up and go, well, what should I do today? Oh, same as yesterday. <laughs> I make the whole day through. But yeah, it's um, uh, it's really good. It's, you know, and I think we've said it before on our previous podcast that once you're in a job that you love, it doesn't actually feel like a job. So yeah, I, th- I think when you're in a job that you love, it, it makes it a lot easier. Um, but thank you for, for talking to us about it. But before Absolutely. we before we finish it with you, we have a question. We did a podcast last week um, based on a current TV show. And I'm pretty sure that you have watched this before. So I'm going to ask you a question and we just need three names. Okay. The Mars Singer. There okay. are three people left. Yeah. Sausage. But have you watched, have you watched it? Yeah. Oh mate, it's my, it's my favorite show. Yeah. Cool. cool. Good start. Okay. So love it. Sausage, Badger and Robin. Yeah. Three names. Who are they? Robin is Aston from JLS. Yeah. Yeah. Sausage is Sheridan Smith. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and Badger, isn't it? Yeah. Nobody knows who Badger is. Like, I, I mean, I've been watching it each week and I've got to say, like, that guy is incredible, but I, I don't think he's a singer. Ooh. I don't think he's a singer at all. He's a great singer, but I don't think he's a singer as a, as a job. Okay. I, I don't, I really, I have no idea. I've been trying to think and the judges don't have any idea either. Like you, uh, every week, I have no idea who it is. It's going to be a complete surprise. But the thing is like, he's been singing rock songs. He's been singing Miley Cyrus, Wrecking Ball. I mean, who goes from Wrecking Ball to, uh, like, he done like complete rock song. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, wow. Like Bon Jovi, yeah. I think he done the other day. Um, it's going to be a great final. It is. It who, is. Do you, who do you think is going to win? Oh well, I think sausage. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Robin. Okay. 
And our guess is, yeah, we we both said Aston for Robin. We yeah. agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. But what did we say for Badger, Dan? Uh, Badger, we got Dan is Neo. Neo, but you said you don't think it's a singer. Oh no! Wait, was it Badger who done the Neo song the other week? No, that was Robin. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Yeah. And then we disagree on sausage. You think it's Stacey Solomon, don't you? No. No. So, Darren, who do you think it is? Well, I, I think it's Sheridan Smith. But uh, I, I am toying with the person that Anthony's going to mention in a second. <laughs> because it's, yeah. I think it's Joss Stone. Really? That's, do you know what? That, that is a great guess. Mm, not, not one that I've heard. Have they, they haven't said that, have they, the judges? I don't think the judges have said it. I think for weeks now they've been they've been so certain that it's Stacey Solomon or Sheridan Smith. Jonathan Ross thinks it's Sheridan Smith and Rita Ora thinks it's Stacey Solomon. It could be a complete shock. It could be just yeah. but I I don't know. I, I feel like they've put too many clues in there or tried to make people think it's Stacey Solomon. That's why I think it's Sheridan Smith, because I I feel like they've like they done a song the other day where uh, she she said like they think I'm Stacey or something like that. Um and uh, they've just been dropping subtle hints to try and make you think that way. That's why okay. I think it's Sheridan Smith. But it's going to be a great final no matter what. But Neo for, for Badger, <laughs> that's, that's one that I, I would never have thought of. I've, I mean, I thought if you were going to say Neo, I thought you would have guessed him for the person that done the Neo song the other week because that sounded yeah. like Neo. But no. yeah. so, what a show, though. What a, what a, <laughs> I think once you get past... The concept of how ridiculous it is is actually so entertaining, isn't it? Oh yeah, like, it the, is. amount of, the amount of people that I speak to, and they say, "Oh, I'm not watching that; it's a load of rubbish." But then when you actually take away the fact that, yeah, okay, they're wearing ridiculous costumes now, for the entertainment value and for the fact that we're locked down with nothing else to do right now, I think it's absolutely brilliant. If you actually just cast your mindset past the concept of, "Oh, yeah, who's this in a ridiculous costume doing karaoke, whatever," it's yeah. actually. <laughs> You know what? It's actually a great show, isn't it? It's so entertaining. I'd agree. I mean, I was just saying, literally, I didn't watch the first series season. And I thought the concept was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> and pointless. And it was literally a couple of weeks ago, my wife was watching it in the kitchen and she was dancing away to it. I was in the garden and I just looked in and thought, well, something, something weird's going on. Came in and she said, it's this mass singer. And I was like, oh, well, keep it on. And then we sat down and had our dinner. And I got so into it <laughs> to the point where I watched back to back six episodes to catch up to watch last week's like, uh, one that's on the telly. I think they've made some really good changes this year, though, as well. Like Mo, Mo's a great judge, isn't he? He's really, yeah. really good. Uh, Alan yeah. Carr was funny the other week. Um, Matt Lucas this week was really, really funny. Yeah. They've made some really good changes. And the celebrities they've had on board, like Mel B from the Spice Girls, that you don't get much bigger than that, really. I like, didn't think Spice it was going to be Mel B. I, I was like, it. when she took off her mask, I was like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? Mel B is global superstar, probably the most famous person they, they're ever going to have. Glenn Hoddle as well. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn I mean, Hoddle. I mean, we were talking about literally because um, I was texting Anthony during the um, show because somebody he was meant to watch it, but decided to watch a film with Georgia instead. Quite up on it, though. Yeah, you did, but not not actually when I was watching. It's <laughs> like we could have the conversation together. But um, Sue Perkins, yeah, like that, what? That was a shock. 
we, we had her written down because we had did a whole podcast about the mass singer last week and we had her written down and we we scrubbed her off because one of the clues said that um i met my boyfriend on stage and we thought well it can't be sue because you know she's not that way inclined <laughs> and then and then it was and it was like for goodness uh, sake but but there we go so so it's 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 glad to hear that everyone's so enthusiastic about it um <laughs> Well, there's and, nothing else to do, is there? No, and yeah. we're all. The thing is, we're all, we're all in agreement. Um, uh, yeah. Who do you? We I don't. Did we ask you who do you think is going to win? Because you asked that question. You didn't give us an answer, Marty. Yeah, I think uh, sausage. Sausage. Okay. Uh, I'm going. I'm still sticking at Robin. I, I mean, I'm a big, big West End West End fan, and when Sausage sang uh, "I Am Telling You" from uh, the Dreamgirls musical, and that like, oh my yeah. god, that was. That was incredible. Like you, <laughs> you watch X Factor and you watch The Voice and stuff, and uh, nothing, nothing that they do on that show has ever compared to like the performances that they've had on The Mars Singer. No, no, it, I mean, if, if The Mars Singer, if they weren't wearing their masks and they were just performing like that, just just in general, like it would be standing ovations every single time. Yeah, yeah, it's a. Uh... I also think it's the costumes in. Are so well made as well. Yeah, yeah. they are good. Admit, they are. I mean, they're ridiculous. I mean, Blob. <laughs> Lenny Blob. That was such a good one as well. Blob. A ridiculous costume, but really well made. And I think yeah. all the. Co- I mean, hats off to whoever's doing costume design on that show because yeah. they they've really gone all out and it makes it look amazing. Um, but- I'm just upset that Kirk from Coronation Street hasn't been on the. Master Not yet. Day. He might be Robin. On that note, I think we should say our goodbyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but thank you so much for joining us. Um, as we said at the beginning, if you have any questions you want to send in, please do. You can find our email addresses and social media at our website, www.castlessyouth.org.uk. Um, join us this weekend. We have a second podcast coming out because we're going to record while watching the final of The Masked Singer to discuss it while it's on. So, I if Anthony remembers and doesn't watch a film. Look, I'll remember for that one, but yeah. <laughs> look out for that. I don't know when it's going to be released yet. We haven't worked out. <laughs> Probably on the Sunday. Probably the Sunday. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll do another one on the Monday ready for the Friday release. The new- <sighs> yeah. yeah, so thank you so much for um, listening. Thank you, Marty, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, as always, head over to our website. You can find our blogs, our contact details, and everything on there. Um, I think that's all we've got time for. I think we've got, well, we've gone way over time. Happy hour ish, I think we called this. And it's been <laughs> ish about an hour by the time I've edited. So as always, it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from him. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Yeah.